Keith Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. Top of the hour has passed, but we are just digging into our number one of the big show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Beautiful day in central Iowa, albeit a bit warm. We're going to take you across the country. We're talking motorcycle racing and the lifestyle that is motorcycle. And of course, last night you saw one Travis Pastrana recreate three of the uh, historically great jumps, or what would have been great jumps, for Evil Knievel doing so in a period of about two and a half hours. Abbreviated, takes it down to about two, and he nailed all three of them on an Indian, not a Harley, about a 340-pound bike, and did it with great style. His wife, kids, everybody was watching, as was America on the History Channel. So congratulations to our old buddy Travis P. for uh, doing what Evil couldn't do on equipment that was just a little bit antiquated, considering what he was using four inch uh, four inch travel versus the 13 inch travel and what he usually jumps at nitro circus the big news of course and one of the reasons why i did it is that travis p and nitro circus will be taking a permanent residency in las vegas and it will be a feature you will all be able to see on a regular basis with breaking news tony wink is back by the way we'll get to him in a minute uh we'll go to uh, pj duran starting off with breaking news from the world of World Superbike, we were just in Misano, Italy. Johnny Ray continues to pull away from the field. He did the double. Chaz Davis uh, pulled second in the first race, but unfortunately was off the podium in the second race. He's the closest competitor for the and title. And you're saying Johnny Ray, not Johnny Rock Page. That, uh, okay. Absolutely not. He Very similar known, guy. No, not even close. <laughs> oh, no? My no, bad. That's all right, though. That is funny. Uh, <laughs> and the other big news in uh, <laughs> from the world of uh AFT, American Flat Track. Jared Mees joins a very elite crew of uh, formerly only four gentlemen to complete oh, the uh, Flat Track Grand Slam. So is there four or five that have now, done the Grand Slam? Now there are five. Okay, Jared so Mees became number five. Number five gets what? What What did he accomplish becoming the fifth? It, he just got a Grand Slam. It is that rare of an opportunity. But There's the Grand Slam consists of? In, in the course of one season winning a short track, a mile, a half mile, uh, TT, you have to win one of each of those disciplines. Okay, so, short track. Well, hats off to me. I mean, mile, my goodness sake. TT. And yeah, he did, he did it at the New York short Didn't track. Didn't Chris Carr weekend. do it as well? No, he in fact did not. Wow. Dick Bugsy Mann, Bubba Schobert, Kenny Roberts, the King, Kenny Roberts, and Doug Chandler are the only other holders of that title. No, we've had Kenny Rogers on. Didn't we have Kenny on at the State Fair Show just last year? <laughs> Kenny Roberts? No, he, no, he wasn't on. <laughs> <Club>. <laughs> It'd be a miracle if he had been. Let's go to our next breaking news, and that topic there goes to uh, Roman Avila. Roman, real quick, we've got a guest in the wings. All right, so as we all know, Red Bud was this weekend. Uh, big point shakeup. Red Bud. Yeah, Red Bud. So big point shakeup. <laughs> Tomac uh, has the DNF mechanical in the first moto. Second moto, outside gate pick. Doesn't work out. Uh, has a couple of uh, tip overs. Uh, Moosecan takes advantage. Goes one one, um, or two one. Sorry, two one. Yeah. Two, one. And uh, now is the uh, red plate holder by three points. So. Red plate holder. Red Bigger plate news. Holder. Roxon gets his first win, buddy. Roxon gets Roxen his first moto on win. Top of the podium. Yep. That, that's that confidence builder he needs to come yep. back. Let's go to Tony Wink. Tony, fireworks were on display, of course, over the Fourth of July. Wasn't the season you hoped for, but you still came out on the winning side while your competition did not. Typical you. Good job out of you down in Winterset and companies, uh, your sites around the place. But welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I had a good time actually. All in all, it was it was a 
learning experience being a carny for again for the second year of selling fireworks but you know what we set out to do is we bought some defibrillators for our local fire department and um we uh we put on a heck of a party for for everybody the entire town they all came out to my racetrack and we did a bang up job of a fireworks. lot of them never been to your, your your track which is cool so now they know more about it they know about about your hospitality and they got their fill of hot dogs and mustard <laughs> we actually had and some fireworks. pretty good food it was uh we had it catered by up and smoke barbecue so it was good food and uh, we fed about 1500 people and I tell you what, that's an undertaking. So. All right. I had a fight Saturday night. My buddy Larry Kotler, of course, on this former radio station, uh, now down the street, I did his last show today. Larry was killed in a uh, flash flood on on uh, late Saturday night and uh, uh, did the, the ceremonies for him at the funeral, and it was uh, a tremendous emotional release. And today I did his final show in his stead. And uh, so we permanently signed Larry Kotler off the airwaves, and it was uh, a real amazing amazing moment but um got her done anyway next guest let's bring him up you ready for it tony yeah i'm excited to talk to chris ulrich who is the uh, racing editor for road racing world obviously the guy behind team hammer and uh we would uh we would we would have to welcome him back to the show he's on quite a bit and and uh appreciate you taking the time chris yeah, thanks for having me i'm actually uh amongst my other thing team hammer and road racing world i'm actually on my way back uh from a United States Motorcycle Coaching Association board meeting. So, ah. uh, what did we learn? During my time uh, on the coaching initiative, and uh, we're chugging away, making some progress, and certifying coaches uh, both in the sport bike and uh, motocross world. So, I'm uh, really, really pumped to be making some progress there. Chris, that sounds like that is somewhat of a new endeavor. Is this a new uh, association of professionals? Because uh, I'm very well versed in uh, teaching uh, as far as the sport bike world goes or those teaching me. Uh, it's interesting to hear that there's now certifications. Is how, how long has this been around? Yeah, so we kicked it off. And uh, well, my, the first time I attended a, a meeting was we got invited by John Rolison as he was going out the door at, at KTM um, to attend a, a meeting because they had, they had started. He, uh, John Eric, Jeff Emig, and Mark Blackwell started kicking the idea around uh, in 2016 and, and started working on it. And they didn't they were just strictly motocross guys, you know, off road, and they needed some road race guys. Uh, sport bike um, so they invited uh, me and my dad out for a meeting and uh, we actually brought Ken Hill along who's, who's a pretty reputable coach and um, I never left so they elected me to the board and uh, you know I've been helping ever since so we've, we've done one uh, we've done three workshops two summits and then uh, another uh, additionally our first beta test for infield um, you know infield in certification so we got some certifications going, and the goal of this is to uh, increase ridership amongst um, new and returning riders. Um, the stated goal has been 250,000 riders by 2025. Jeez. And uh, it's new, new and returning riders, and that's through great uh, a network of excellent coaches and great coaching. So, um, you know, motorcycling is a much easier sell to uh, moms you know, and others. Um, wives uh, when you have something to back it up right so you know say uh, for me to become a motorcycle coach which i am uh, i'm a usmca certified coach but uh before this system was in place it was 
it was harder for me to coach my daughter's AYSO soccer team. I had to go through, jump through more hoops than it was for me to go out to Montana, have a guy pay me some money, and uh, go teach him, you know, go, go start coaching him. Granted, I did spend 20 years in the AMA paddock, and uh, I've taken my lumps, right? And, uh, and, and through the years, I've done plenty of coaching for Team Hammer and, and all that. But still, it, it, especially on the youth side, you need some background checks. You need some, uh, you know, you need some certifications and, and training. And, and we're not here to tell coaches, you know, what to coach. It's, it's more about how to coach. And if you're you're an excellent coach and you're coaching great things, then then uh, you're going to come through our certification and, and be able to move up through the steps and uh, distinguish yourself from uh, other coaches that aren't necessarily that aren't certified. Chris, so that begs the question: Where does this certification happen? You said you've had summits, and clearly you guys are um, meeting to discuss probably future direction. Is there a physical location or is it something that moves around based on uh, need throughout the country? Yeah. So it moves around a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the, the motocross side, uh, the off-road side is going to, uh, they're going to have workshops around the country. They're going to have, uh, you know, they're going to set something up for a little, little Loretta lens, an update down there. Um, and they're going to, you know, hold their, their workshops in different locations, probably, you know, East coast, Central, West Coast for the sport bike. I'm actually in charge of that, and uh, our next workshop uh, with with certification opportunities is going to be uh, in September at uh, New Jersey with the Champion School, and then we're going to move on. I got a couple other ones I'm working on. So I got I got yeah, one for you, Chris. It's, it's regional. I got one for you. Yeah, Hicklin Power Sports, the industry leader in the Midwest. They yeah. have not only the brands that support what you're talking about, but they have a, de- a sincere desire to make sure that their riders are educated and that, uh, you know, parents have the right, you know, let's face it. You don't send them to school to learn because, well, I had a great experience. You send them because these kids are going to have a great experience. Actually, Bart and I, Hicklin are working on, uh, we call it a hundred riders program. It's kind of different, Chris, but it's, it's same motive to get people riding. And we're going to get yeah. many bike brand new yamaha mini bikes and the gear from fly racing and all that and, and we're just going to advertise to non non-rider parents non-rider kids and and uh, our goal is to get 100 kids this fall riding a motorcycle You'll do it. and You'll do it. yeah we'll do it for sure we will that's i a, mean that's an excellent goal yeah <laughs> that's what we need we that's what the industry needs and you're taking that initiative and going off and running with it i have to because my racetrack to... is going to die if i do well not, not only that exactly yeah not only that we promised them an appearance by uh John and Chris Ulrich. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's been the big selling point so far. <laughs> I, I'm, Surprise! Make a date, Ramsey. Yeah, your dad has to wear a straw hat. That's number one, <laughs> and uh, you have to show up and be the uh, amiable self that you usually are. We're talking with Chris Ulrich, uh, twenty years, uh, you know, in the industry. Tw- tw- well, <laughs> active years uh, in the industry. Twenty. I think it's. Uh, well, I was born in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say I've seen quite a few pictures of you at the track, uh, relatively yeah. speaking, in diapers. Wow, yeah, that, that's uh, probably those a picture. Do you show up somewhere? That's okay, but you know what? I was young though, young yeah. enough to wear those. Now retired as an active racer, though, right? Yep, I'm done racing. Uh, now I, I, you know, I'm taking over the management role. It's uh, my official title would be VP of Operations and two seat superbike pilot. So um, you know, I run the team and also take care of uh two-seat duties at all the moto america races on the uh dumb off uh, suzuki two-seat superbike and i get to uh give great 
fans, donors to the Road Race World Action Fund, which is uh, my family's nonprofit deploying uh, soft barriers at racetracks uh, throughout the country, and uh, also media and uh, VIPs for the series. So uh, that's that, that's good. It, it keeps it keeps like uh, it breaks up the weekend for me, right? Because kind of, it was a kind of easy letdown from not racing anymore. Uh, although my body, you know, my body really couldn't handle it. Uh, so it. it you know, I get a little shot of uh, adrenaline from riding a little bit, then go back to the management duties. But uh, team's doing pretty well now. Uh, Valentin the Beast, well, M4 X Star Suzuki Valentin the Beast came back at Road America, won the first race back, and then I uh, got in two seconds since then. And Nick McFadden has been uh, chugging along on the Super Sport class. You know, we had a goal for, for Nick at the start of the year to uh, close the gap. You know, his first year in Super Sport, but close the gap to the front guys and. He's exceeded that, and you know the last two rounds at Road America and Laguna Seca, he's been able to hold on to the league group for quite a while now, and that's um, the next step is to have him there the entire race, and then Daytona Anderson's making some progress, and then uh, our superbike guy Jake Lewis is uh, man, he his, his streak of top fives on a private Suzuki, uh, well factory supported Suzuki, but um, finally came to an end at uh, Road America in race two, but. Uh, you know we've been um, we've been chugging along. They're making progress, and uh, the series is coming around. They got TV packages working, and I'm really happy, uh, really happy to see how well the guys are doing. So, and to be, he got injured at the Daytona 200, and then missed the first four races of the season, right? And then when he comes yeah. back, you talked about it. He got first uh, wins race one at Road America, followed by a second in race two, and then a second at Laguna Seca. Um, probably no surprise there, but. Was that was there a time frame for his return and and uh, has it been pretty much what you've expected since he came back? Uh, yeah, we knew twenty eighteen was going to be quite good for Debeef, just to, for Valentin, just based on the test. We had a test uh, at Thunder Hill three days at the end of in December twenty seventeen, and we knew our technical package was quite a bit stronger than it had been recent years, just based on the role changes. Uh, for the Suzuki GSR 600, and so um, we knew we had something good, and then we knew at a Daytona, and then he had his, his uh, big crash, which was massive. I mean, I was really uh, that, that was that was a tough one, right? You know, not only you got a uh, you know his parents were standing next to me when that went down, and then you know everything, the craziness that happened after that, getting them to the hospital, making sure Valentin was okay, and then getting them back to France. Um, but uh, there wasn't a timeline, right? It was based on Valentin because. He had some fractures in his back, and really, I mean, being a being a former racer, and my father's a former racer. We end, we coming back from an injury like that has some serious consequences if it goes bad. And so, uh, while it was you know hard for us to sit there while our our uh, our top gun was on the couch, um, you know, we had to we the best thing for him was to heal hundred percent, come back swinging have good races and um uh, you, you know just do the best what best he could as far as that goes well he you know he came back and won so uh completely expected he was kind of on you know i could we could tell he was on fire and focused and relaxed and fit and when he came back and he was ready to come back and race and so um you know it was it was great to see and i, I was you know on a personal level he's been with the team for three years you know this is third season with the team and it was uh, it was exciting to see, you know, especially a guy that's gone to the, you know, 
very very serious injuries and and came back uh months later and and won so it was um it was great you know i was, I was really proud to stand on top of the podium with him and, and accept the uh, team award two hot topics as we close with you my friend uh first of all starbucks in britain will be adding a one dollar charge to customers who order drinks and paper cups good or bad yeah, whatever. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> did uh, did Travis Pastrana do the motorcycling industry any favors last night, or do you think it was a home run for motorcycling? A uh, home run for motorcycling. Actually, this was a topic in my meeting today. Uh, funny. Uh, the most uh, watched show on uh, History Channel. That's right. You know, uh, since 2000, uh, of that type of show, since Gettysburg in 2011. Equipment difference or technology difference? What was the difference between then and now? He nailed all three of them seemingly with ease. I don't care how big the off-ramps were, but uh, he looked good doing it on a bike that weighed some 130 pounds more than what Evil was jumping and uh, with a four-inch travel as compared to the bikes he normally rides with the 13-inch travel. Yeah, I Man, Pastrama's a legend. So, <laughs> but look, you can't discount Evil because he was he was the pioneer in, our, in that in our sport, right. right? And he did great things for motorcycling back then, and he still, he, you know, he still is, right? He, he, he Absolutely, he's still everybody's hero. Ten, ten, you know, ten years after his, after his passing or, or more, and then but Pastrana has too, man. And it's look, our motors, our our sport needs that. Yeah, and it was a great outcome. You have. You know, millions of people watching it. it was, I don't want to spell out the number because I can't remember it correctly. So it was millions, though, and it wasn't just one million. It was it was upwards of more than three million. Um, Jeez! But it's like it's like that's massive for motorcycling. That's a lot of people watching that, and then you have all these kids. My, my son was was you know I'm sitting there watching with my son. He actually we got we missed the first part because we were out doing something, and uh, he had to go to bed. <laughs> In the middle of it, he was all bumped, man. But it was like <laughs> they were glued to the TV, watching the show, and and it's you know for for motorcycling, it, it's great. You know whether those the conversion rates, you know, <laughs> conversion rates one percent, that'd be fantastic, right? Or uh, half a percent, what, whatever we get out of that, you know, that, that want to go out and try motorcycling, or uh, you know, just tune into it on TV or, or whatever is is you know, fantastic for our sport and, and, um, you know, it's great for Roland Sands too, man. I, he was you know, mentioned awesome. Back. How yeah. about that? Yeah. All those guys, everyone, you know, great for Roland, great for Travis. I could care less uh, about what the uh, guys at the pawn shop care about, uh, <laughs> my God! Yeah, could they the roll hit, out any other History Channel that's stars? History Channel. Uh, Where were the American oh, fraternization? Yeah, yeah. It's self promotion yeah, is what it is. Yeah, hey, well, Chris, know, Chris, we agree with you 100. percent The over and under, by the way, at Caesar's Palace, how many injuries and broken bones had Evil had uh, versus uh, Travis? Travis has kicked his butt now. He's broken more bones than Evil has. How about yeah, that? Well, good for him. He's, he's gonna, you know, <laughs> I've, I've broken a few myself, and I already, it already hurt. Oh much, man, so. he's a, he's a. I got to tell you, he's a warrior, a modern day warrior, and a dude, absolutely put on a show representing. Uh, not only uh, motorcycling, but the United States and things that were impossible are now possible, and uh, we loved it. Always good to talk to you, Chris. Best of your dad. Any chance we can get your pop on next week? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let him know. I'll be gone. I'll be traveling, but uh, I'll give him a ring and, and 
make sure you uh, give us on. So. Give Mark, we, we somehow we have misplaced his number. Uh, otherwise, we call him direct. But I got to tell you, we'd love to have him on. It's been a while. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. There we go. Chris Allrich, the man on a mission, teaching America how to ride and ride safely. Give them the education that they need. Coming up next, Ryan Sipes in our uh, in, a, in a great section brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports. So that's where you can find the Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, and Beta, KTM, and Polaris all under one roof. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, or online anywhere at HicklinPowerSports.com. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Ben. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.